Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student athlete and co-host. Brian Gam, two-hand monster flush off the inbound. Brian Gam slam jam. Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the Final Score Thirty Five and TikTok at AG Spartan Fan 35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. Welcome into TFS Pod 144. It's October 16th. Can't believe it's already halfway through this month. It's almost November. Holiday season coming up quick. Christmas music in two weeks. It's a good time to be alive. Christmas music now. Uh, yes. In doses. A lot to discuss this week, as we always have. Um, lots of college football, some college hoops. AP preseason top 25 came out today. We're getting closer. Michigan State's first game is three weeks from today. Um, that's the opening day, November 6th. Um, NFL, we're in week six wrapping up tonight. Um, MLB, we're down to four. Um, hockey started. Uh, NBA starts next week. Lots of sports going on. Um, Let's go to the podium as we always do. I'll, I'll make mine quick because I know yours is a little longer. Um, but we talked, you and I talked about this in the car the other day, Dad. Um, and it's oh how far we've fallen in two years. Two years ago at this time, we were doing a podcast. We had our cousin Dave on. We had Mitchell Lyons who played for Michigan State, played in the NFL. We had Coach Dion um, talking about the rivalry. Um, we were so hyped up for the game, a top ten undefeated matchup in East Lansing, maybe the best game um, we'd ever seen after the, like, it, it was either, if we had lost, it was so would have been a great game. If we won, um, like we did, it, it's phenomenal. Just it was unbelievable. And that season was a dream. We had, uh, 11-2 was awesome. We thought we were going to turn the corner. And since then, it's it, it was a mirage. It was a Pepsi machine in the middle of the desert. And it was nothing. There's nothing there. There's literally nothing um, I, I really don't have much to give um, as a Michigan State football fan anymore. The other, the other day was just like I, I've been punched so many times in the face and then finally just like like a, a slight just nick just knocked me flat on my ass and I, and I have nothing left after that. Like I, I don't I have no emotion about the game this, like do I want to win? Absolutely. I hate Michigan, but like I, 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 the game it might be 90 to nothing by the end of it. I, I and, and I won't be surprised. I won't be mad because I, I, I don't care. I really don't care. I'm on to basketball season. I'm focused on Mission State basketball, the Lions, the Tigers getting better, the Red Wings getting better, and hopefully the Pistons getting better. Um, I won't care about Mission State football until they're serious about it, which I don't think they are. Um, we'll see in the next few months, but good Lord. I, they've taken it out of me. Thanks, Michigan State football. Thanks, Mel. Thanks, Ross. Thanks, Harlan. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Scotty. Awful. Yeah, I mean, that that should tell you right there when a diehard Michigan State fan doesn't care and it's Michigan week. Even when we've been almost as bad as this, I've been toe-to-toe with Michigan fans, and I'm just not – I'm in the same boat. Like, I was kind of looking forward to eating my tickets. <laughs> but anyway, so – I. You're right. On the game last week, my 
my podium's a little bit about this. It's a little bit about Miss Michigan State and its virtue signaling. I'm going to mostly read an article um, because it was really good, but I just like we could do a whole podcast on what happened on on Saturday, and it's been happening a lot, and it's ridiculous. So, to start my podium, first we have to start with an old joke. How are Michigan State football and a tampon similar? Both are only good for one period and either have a second string. But um, boom. Now onto this week's podium. I was going to talk about Michigan State and the virtue signaling that has, is, and will continue to be the bane of its football program's existence. Then another epic and top five in my book, historic MSU meltdown happened. And Ryan and I ran across an incredible piece that covers both topics. So with a tip of the cap to the source, Beanie with 7.30 the game out of Lansing, a piece that couldn't be said better and has to be shared with our audience. So right out of Beanie's mouth from his written article, I believe it was on Sunday. On Saturday, the Spartans were truly innovative. In less than five minutes of game time, they went from leading by 18 to trailing by three. All of this against a foe that for three quarters was actually somehow more incompetent than MSU. But State wasn't about to let Rutgers out embarrass them. No. This lame duck cast of professional bums masquerading as a coaching staff made sure of that. With about eight and a half minutes left in the game and Rutgers having just cut its deficit to three, Ross Ells, a brain-dead man who has somehow conned MSU into paying him nearly six hundred grand a year to pretend to be a Division I special teams coordinator, had the Spartans in an onside kick recovery formation. Why would one suspect Rutgers to attempt an onside kick while down just three points with more than half of the fourth quarter left? Again, the man is brain dead. Unfortunately for Michigan State, L's neutral limitations, sorry, neural limitations appear to be communicable as return man Tyrell Henry chose not to fair catch Rutgers incredibly predictable for anyone with a triple digit IQ pooch kick. And then even more mystifyingly decided to watch the ball hit the ground despite it, you know, being live. The Scarlet Knights recovered, then punched in the game-winning score on the very next play, courtesy of a 21-yard run by Kyle Manunjai, who has become the Aaron Rodgers to Michigan State's Chicago Bears. Sidebar, there's no denying Manunjai owns State. He ran for 148 yards in the aforementioned touchdown on 24 carries Saturday. Last year, he rushed 24 times for 162 yards against the Spartans, bringing his two-year total to 310 yards and a 6.5 yards per carry average. At that point in the game, 8.21 was left on the clock. MSU promptly went 3-0, and and Rutgers never gave the ball back. To recap, Michigan State blew an 18-point fourth-quarter lead in less than five minutes and then looked on helplessly as Rutgers ran the clock out for the entire remaining half of the final period of play. I had never before witnessed such a diametric shift in circumstances in that short of a time span on a football field, but then again, I wasn't kidding earlier when I called the Charlatans running MSU football innovative. Look, everyone knows this is a lost season for Michigan State. We knew that long before Saturday's Circus Act, but the Spartans have now lost three straight games in which they outplayed their opponents. This was the worst one yet. And somehow a non-insignificant portion of this fan base is still preoccupied with character and integrity when it comes to the next coach. How you can pay attention to college football in the obvious over-commercialization that has been taking place and come away thinking it's about anything other than money and winning is beyond me. 
But if you're an MSU fan, alumni, donor, sufferer, etc., who sat through this flaming dung pile Mel Tucker left us with and are still somehow prioritizing supposed scruples and morality over winning, I don't know what else to tell you. I also don't know how you're even reading this because the synapses in the hollow space between your ears that's supposed to be occupied by a brain clearly aren't firing. I don't know if he could make Michigan State a contender, but I'm damn sure Urban Meyer's Michigan State wouldn't look like the abject clown car conference we've been subjected to the last couple of seasons. And if you're someone who honestly thinks Meyer or any other candidate like him shouldn't be considered because of character concerns, then I hope you're ready for at least another decade or so of the bad, of the so bad you can't look away even though you want to because it's the equivalent of a disastrous car crash brand of football you got to enjoy on Saturday. This is about winning football games, period. The days of cultivating learned young men and positive additions to society are long over if they ever existed in the first place. Deep down, we all know it's true. So why not simply embrace it instead of rejecting reality for some idealized misremembering of how things never were? Michigan State football doesn't have to be like this. In fact, it shouldn't. But if we're going to be serious about contending again, we need to get serious about priorities. And there should be just one winning. And here's a PS from me. Put a bazooka between Ross L's butt cheeks and pull the trigger. All right, thanks, Beanie, for that piece encapsulated it all well. Michigan State, guarantee you they're going to be caught virtue signaling. He threw it at the coaches like he should have. Great sum- great summary. All right, we're going to flag the NFL refs real quick. Ryan and I, last second, didn't really have anything to flag. I just had a couple things. Like They made a call and then blew a call at the end of the Bills-Giants game last night. That was a, an egregious hold in the end zone. It should have been one more free play for the Giants. They called 25 damn penalties in the Browns-49ers game. I'm just like, I'm so over officiating in the NFL. Like in college, I somewhat get it. Those dudes have regular jobs for the most part. But in the NFL, that's their job and they're not very good at it. So we're going to just flag the officials because they're idiots. It happened against Minnesota with the Chiefs the week before and it keeps happening and it makes you go, hmm, we're going to punish players for gambling? What about officials? What about NFL officials? I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Yep. All right. All right. Before we get the first down, got to do the pre pregame the MSU coaching oh. search. This is quick. My list is narrowing. I've got it down to Elko Smith from Ohio or Ohio State. I wish Ohio State coach uh, Smith Jonathan Smith from Oregon State. Urban, who today again says no, no, no. I don't want to coach. I don't believe it until the fat lady sings. But and then. Freeman from Notre Dame, although I think that's a super long shot. No one else I've said before is worth it, and now I'm now I'm losing faith that Hawkins is a must keep with this crew of key pass drop and fumble artists. Not to mention the wide receivers, who are special teams morons. So right about now, Elko and Smith seem like the two guys that are quasi safe, but quasi have potential. Nobody else on the list that's legit is legit to me. No, I it's. It's going to be really interesting. And, and again, like we said last week and the weeks before, there's not going to be a lot of chatter amongst these guys because not one of them is going to raise their hand and go, yeah, I'm going to go to East Lansing in the bye week and interview with Michigan State. Nobody's going to do that. So you got to kind of be patient, and that's why stories like the Urban story keep flashing up and whatever. Hey, like I said, you know what? So he got 
caught being chummy with a girl in a girl in a picture at an Applebee's. At least he didn't jerk it to a, you know, somebody who was a rape victim. I mean, come on. Like, again, football is about winning. You think anybody in the SEC cares about anything but winning? Michigan State needs to get real. But you think Michigan cares about anything but winning? They got a cheater at a co- at coach who they slid a three-game suspension, you know, in the biggest cupcake preseason schedule in the history of man so that they could just let it fly. And they don't care. They played Mozzie Smith with gun charges last year. They don't care. They'll tell you you're wrong. They'll virtue signal to you, like Michigan State with the tunnel gate. But they don't care because they want to win. So does Ohio State. Really, so does Penn State. That's what most teams want to do. All right, first down. Ryan, you can start there. I've got some notes for first down, but I'll let you have most of first down. Uh, week 7 review. Stick with Michigan. They're, they've been impressive. Um not much else to say. Smoked Indiana after getting down seven nothing. Scored fifty two in a row. They played nobody um, still, and they still they won't play, play nobody. Anybody, um, not until they play Penn State. Number one versus no fun, one. Fun fact of the day: If it ends up being a three way tie between Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, Michigan gets left at home based on strength of schedule. That would be just desserts right there. That's, that's pretty. Cool. And we got part one of that whole three way thing going this weekend. Yeah, Ohio State, Penn State. We'll get to that later. Um, speaking of Ohio State, smoke Purdue. We thought that would happen. Looked good. Um, playing a little better offensively. They have a Still lot pretty of dinged defense. Up, Defensively, they're pretty solid. Have been all year. Um, Penn State, you thought they couldn't cover 42.5. Well, they covered 63. 62.5. Yeah, Twice they've scored over 60 points this year. Yep. I mean, UMass is terrible, but still. Um, maybe the bigger, biggest upset of the two of the biggest upsets of the weekend, um, Illinois over Maryland. We did not see that coming. 13.5-point mm-hmm. dog at home. Cost me my parlay. Uh, Maryland blows it. Like, what do you – of course, it's Maryland. Why would we expect anything else? They always win the first five, and then they'll go one and whatever, one and five, one and six the rest of the season. They'll huh. get six and six. Um, ridiculous. Rutgers uh, is going to end up ahead of them. Yeah, seriously. Um, Iowa, Wisconsin. Talk about a snooze fest. 15-6. to six. Uh, how bad is Wisconsin? So when offense? Iowa goes eleven and one, and then loses in the Big Ten championship game by a hundred, does Ferentz keep his job when they're no. scoring fifteen well, points well, a game? I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's what Kirk's gonna say. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, their defense is doing. The all funniest of it. thing I see about that is every week, if you're a, an old guy like me and you remember staying home sick when you were a kid and watching The Price is Right and the yodeling guy that would climb the thing. Like yeah, the, they show that every week with Ferentz getting to his like his point mark that he has to hit. It's pretty damn yeah, funny, actually. That is, that is funny. Um, <laughs> good lord. Um, probably the game of the week last weekend: Washington, Oregon. It was a thriller. Went down to the last play. Washington is for real. Oregon's for real too. They're a really good football team. Yeah. Um, but Washington, I love Landing's aggressiveness, by the way, and. I did not like Fowler and Herb Street questioning why did Washington score? Okay, so Oregon had a chance there at the end, but why do they score so fast? Like, because you just score the damn ball when you score the damn ball. Right. Like, I don't buy the. You don't know what can happen. Anything can happen. Ask Michigan State. Ask Michigan trouble with a snap. Nope. That game right there, though, I said this to Ryan. That showed me how far from good Michigan State is. And even two years ago, that was a mirage too. Flat. I mean. Them. 
that was a mirage as well. Like that was a good Michigan State team. It wasn't a great team. And if you take that year away, Michigan State hasn't really been good since the 2013 to 2015 era. They had like a really good year in 2017, a good bounce back after 16, and a pretty good year. I think it was in 19. Um, That 11 and two year, not to take anything away from, was a good year. But like these are these are more like blips on the radar as as opposed to the consistency that we had in the middle of D'Antonio's era. Yeah, crazy. Um, Notre Dame pummels USC. They're out of the playoff race. North Carolina's for real. I'll tell you that. Drake May is a baller. If you haven't watched him, please do. He's going to be a top five pick in the NFL draft next year. Really, really good player. Um, what else? Uh, Oregon State, they're pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Smith, like that. Um, Kansas, they're back to... Back Whatever. to reality. Yep. LSU smoked Auburn. Auburn's terrible. I'm sorry. Peyton Thorne. Got benched. Yeah. Georgia. Kind of close with Vanderbilt. Bowers, ankle surgery. Ooh, really out, out four to six team. weeks. Yikes. Um, so we'll see. Shouldn't hurt his draft them. stock. So No, but they need him. If Definitely hurts it. them. He's their best weapon. Yeah, he's the, You don't say that often. Might be one, one of the best players in college football. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um all right, elephant in the room. We'll make it quick. Rip well, it off like a band. Let me wait. I got a couple things before we get there. No. Um, a couple just random comments that I always type in my phone. ESPN with a knob slobbering on Colorado, calling it the epicenter of college football. The unbelievable, unreal superlatives, of course, making it a race thing because that's what ESPN does. <laughs> then, <laughs> went to bed, woke up the next day. <laughs> Epic choke. Can we stop already? Colorado's not even going to make a bowl game. On Georgia, sorry Georgia, the best four teams in college football are three current and one future Big Ten squad. Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, and Washington. At me all you want. You struggled with Vandy. Um, Best bounce backs of the week. Ryan talked about one, Notre Dame. They look mighty damn good after the Louisville loss. Missouri, plus 17 win on the road versus a ranked team. And my new top 25 frauds, I started that last week, USC, Wazoo, that took Dicker right off my coaching list. Kansas took Leopold right off my list, which was precarious anyway. Louisville, Bear on Fox, another ep. He predicted it again. He's like, Louisville has struggled against Pitt historically when they have a big win. And damn it if he wasn't right again. An epic fail against a bad Pitt team. And if anybody says that puts Narduzzi on the radar, Go away. Take the bazooka that I put between L's cheeks and put yours around it, too. And then Kentucky is another top 25 fraud, clearly. They've gotten waxed the last two weeks. Um, two more things before we get let Ryan go in the game, and I've got some thoughts on the Michigan State game. Uh, Matt Millen is garbage. He oh, called so the Michigan bad. State game. But, like, take him off Big Ten network coverage. The dude went 0-16 as a GM for the Lions. I'm sorry, he's old. And for that matter... So is George Blaha. I had to leave for a little bit to take the dog to the groomer. Um, Dude, like, I didn't even know what was going on. I drove for the equivalent of, like, five minutes of gameplay. And I only knew because Strayhorn would call it as he saw it after it happened. Like, with excitement or, like, uh. Like, both of you guys need to head to Florida and retire. Michigan State needs a new, young, energetic, creative voice for football. And sorry, Will Teeman, basketball. We're not freaking Grand Valley State. Do better. Yep. All right. Um, you good. go on the game, and then I got some thoughts from Chris on the game. That the I'll good. Um, 
Caden Hauser started. You look pretty good. You got your quarterback for the future right there if you so choose. Um, Jalen Berger looked good. The offensive line probably played its best game altogether. Mm-hmm. The receivers, I, I, I don't have any words um, for them, pretty terrible, pretty lackadaisical. They're lost in there is after Michigan State blew the punt, which, by the way, was because of an illegal formation, which is completely a coach's problem. And then they fumble it, and the coach doesn't teach the guy to knock it out of bounds or and take a safety. dive on it. He's trying to pick it up. Right, or like take a safety. Um, the next play, Michigan State, I, get, I hate Jay Johnson, but I will give him credit. He dialed up a long pass play, and, and Hauser delivered it right in the bucket, right in the middle of the six on Malik Carr's Fat chest. Fat chest, and he freaking dropped it, and Michigan State never had another yard the rest of the game. That would have changed the momentum immediately right there, and that fat ass dropped it. And that's, I mean, Hauser was what, like 18 for 29? He probably goes more like 23 for 29 if these bozos can catch the ball. Yeah. Fumbles. Let, that, just... let alone the fumbles, two of them. Bad, bad. Sorry. Defensive line was terrible. Um, linebackers no are slow. Rush. Paul's good, but still he's, he misses. They just miss yeah. tackles. Yeah. The, the secondary soft. They miss tackles. Special team. Jonathan Kim is probably our best player. Um, he's really good. Um, the punter, the Eckley guy. Why is he not punting? I don't know why we're switching every time. The Eckley guy is pretty solid. He had one bad kick against Iowa after. Pretty, a pretty phenomenal game. Well, then we're singing the praises of the long snapper who recovers the fumble, and then he sails almost two over the head. Yep. Um, the return games. Why are we returning anything? Why does anybody in sports return no, the false It's, it's anymore? a joke. It shouldn't even be a thing. If you do, you get a penalty. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a penalty. The coaching, I, if, if you could give it less, it, it's a Z minus. Um, just, it's awful. The, so bad. Let's line up for an onside kick recovery down with eight minutes left in the game. Yeah, we thought they would. Are you are you actually that stupid? That guy makes he makes four times the amount of money I make a year to be to an idiot. That. If I was that bad at my job, I wouldn't have a oh, job. Just it's it's just disgusting. Like it just and I said to you that did I not? I said as soon as that play happened, the punt. I said we're going to lose this game. Oh, I said it too. Yeah, I said, said it to my friends. We're going to lose this game. I and said it to my friends. It, it, it was just a and we like we could stop the ambulance. You I've know seen what? Good, it you know what good teams do? You know what even average teams do? They stop it. Mm-hmm, they they stop find a way to stop yeah. it. This was Indiana last year all over again with special teams clown car. This was the Iowa game from a couple it, weeks it's ago. It's simple stuff. Special teams really against, you know, dating way back to 2001 when it was Michigan State, um, Northwestern that I saw in person in Evanston. Was basically, we lost because that wasn't even, that was kind of special teams. But, um, I mean, I've seen it so many times, and that was just, that was the worst. That was legit the worst. Um, yeah. I got a couple... Things from, um, you know, my boy Chris, longtime listener, no-time caller. Um, he, This is an excellent point. One, I really wish someone in the press would actually hold these coaches accountable. I'm talking about you, Graham Couches Burning and Chris Solari. Ask Barnett how you can have an illegal formation on a punt. Why players aren't being taught the fair catch balls on kickoffs or kick the ball out of the end zone on a bobbled snap. Why can't players 
tackle, etc. Ask the coach coaching questions. Don't ask them to master the obvious that they're going to give you a dumbass answer to. And his second one, straight from Chris, his frustration as a lifelong Spartan, and I agree 100%. I grew up through the Waters era, then Perlis and a Rose Bowl, followed by a power fight leading to the Williams and Smith eras. D'Antonio finally brought us back to national powerhouse and contender only to let the wheels fall off. For everything I love about Coach D, his exit and the state he left the program in is unforgivable. Now we're back to being the laughing stock of college football. I don't give two peets about the national narrative. We have the resources to be a powerhouse. We need to act like it and make a home run higher. I couldn't have said it better, Chris. That's why I read Beanie's piece. Agreed. A few other things that I have that I will stay positive on for Michigan State because we've knocked him now. I believe Hauser is the guy. Did he throw spectacular numbers? No, but he didn't turn the ball over. He put the ball where his guys could get it. He had command of the huddle. He had command of the offense. Even though Millen would tell you he doesn't like to run, he was good with his legs. I say ride or die. And now I don't. at least I don't have to tell you how tickets taste because they started Hauser. I thought guys like Rucker, Mangum both had interceptions. Hall, the O-line, Carter Berger showed out pretty well. Um, focus on those guys to keep a nucleus for the next coach. That The team led by those guys has mostly played well enough to win the last three games. That's what makes this so sickening to me. Um, I'm going to end with this. Any real Spartan this week will not just will go to the game or either either go to the game or just not go rather than sell their tickets blindly to Michigan don't, fans. Don't do that. It's the one reason I'm not selling. Do you think I really want to go and sit when it's going to be a little chilly? And well, Typically, I wouldn't mind it. Night game, Spartan Stadium would be great, but watch this team. I'm not going to go because the F if I'm letting Michigan fans overtake our house. I don't care if right now our house is a redneck double wide. You don't give up your tickets. You don't sell them to Michigan fans, you don't sell them blindly to go to Michigan fans. If that stadium is half maize and blue, I'm going to find all the people who got rid of their tickets, and you can never have them again. Period. Oh, it will be. It's going to be crawling. All right, second down in Big Ten Power Rankings are presented by Norris Sports Group. NSG is a boutique agency of experts with 30-plus years of experience in sports sponsorship and much more. Learn more about them today at norrissportsgroup.com. I'll do my quick little burn-through of the Big Ten Power Rankings, and then Ryan will get us through the Week 8 preview. I'm taking a little bit more of the front of the pod because he's going to give you basketball stuff, and he did all the homework on that, so he's going to get a little bit more of the back end of the pod. But uh, still tied for 14th, Indiana and Michigan State. I contemplated putting Michigan State at 13 and Indiana at 14 by themselves because they got absolutely de-slapped by Michigan, but they both suck. Purdue 12, yeesh, Northwestern 11, they didn't play last week. Illinois moves up to 10. Nebraska didn't really do anything, but I think I slid them up a little bit to 9. Minnesota uh, 8, they didn't play last week. Rutgers moves up to 7. Maryland 6, you could almost argue that Rutgers should take maryland's place to be honest wisconsin and iowa flip-flop wisconsin five iowa four just because really beyond the top three we're all tied for first michigan penn state and ohio state it's those three and absolutely nobody else all right i like it all right week eight let's get to it um probably the biggest game of the weekend um in columbus ohio state penn state um it's a good one i like this game Close spread. Um, usually, these games are usually close in the first place. I'm going Ohio State in this one. Um, I think it's going to be a close one, but I think Ohio State is a little more battle tested, and they pulled out. We're going straight up. 
It got to be a close spread anyway. <laughs> it's like three and a half in there. Man, I it's so hard. It's legit a coin toss for me. I I think the the difference for me is that Penn State is healthier than Ohio State. Ohio State's pretty dinged up. Ohio State's definitely a little bit more battle tested. They've played tougher teams. Um, has Penn who, has Penn State even been away from Penn State? They played Illinois. 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 That's it, right? Yeah, I think that's it. Well, here I, I got the schedule in front of me. Yeah, so like I. I, think it was I don't know. I Penn State, yeah. No, they played at Northwestern, too. So they played two pretty bad teams. Um, sheesh. That's tough for me. I honestly think Ohio State is a better team, but I think Penn State is kind of hungry. They're the hunter in this case. Ohio State's the hunted. Ohio State has not done as well as the hunted lately. Even though preseason I picked Ohio State to win this game, um, I'm going to go with an upset. I'm going to go with Penn State to win right. this game. Um, Rutgers, Indiana. Rutgers trying to get bowl eligible for the first time in a long, long time. I think they do it. They got the easiest team to do it against. I think they do it. Yep, I think so too. Good for Rutgers. Uh, Wisconsin, Illinois, battle of the B- the Bielema Bowl. Um, battle of two terrible oh, offenses. Grief. Yeah. A- what about this? What about this uh, air, raid? air raid? Well, I'll take. We can take their offensive coordinator if they don't want him. I'll take him. Um, I'm going Wisconsin. I I think they're less terrible. Yeah, I think they're going to be a little. P.I. And they lost, they lost them last Iowa. year. They lost yeah. them last I, year. I, I think Wisconsin. Wisconsin's the only team that has a legit fighting shot to unseat Iowa in the West, and they're going to need some help now. But I think Wisconsin wins straight up. Uh, Minnesota, Iowa, uh, battle of two terrible teams. Um, I'm going to Iowa at Iowa. I believe so. Yeah, I was finding a way to win. I mean, their quarterback is like literally, I mean, he's like the fat version of the Kurt Warner story, you know, groceries, you know, stock boy, fat, got him out of the, like the bar or something. I mean, just ridiculous. But all of a sudden their run game's got a little bit of life. Their their defense is playing really well. Minnesota's offense is crap. Yeah. Probably as bad as Iowa. Another go with the under. I don't, the over-under is probably like 32 in that game. Yeah, I'm sure. It's I'm going good. Iowa as well. Northwestern, Nebraska, more terrible football. Uh, I think I, I don't know. I'm just gonna say Northwestern. I don't know. I don't. I really don't. Know. No, I think Nebraska. Like they're down to like twelfth string. I feel like everywhere on offense, but you know they they well had coached. a week to get a little bit healthier. Matt Rule is a good coach. I think that they're they're starting to play a little bit of decent ball. They turn it over a lot. I think Northwestern will keep it close, but. Remember, Northwestern barely beat Howard the other day. True. Um, so I'm going to go with Nebraska. Um, all right, last Big Ten game. East Lansing, the University of Scum, Michigan um, versus Michigan State. 24 and a half is the spread. What's that balloon to this week? Never never in my life. you think life. it gets up to 30 by the end of the week? Uh, 28. I'd think I'd, I'd, I'd hammer Michigan 24. I think they win this game something like 41 to 3, 41 7. Um, yeah, I was thinking about putting a buck on um, perfect score bet. And because I just pop into my head because it covers the over and it covers the spread, both of which I hammered already. 38 10 Michigan. But that said, there is no way in hell Harbaugh pulls off the dogs in this game. No. It could easily be 55 to 10. The only way it'll be thirty-eight to ten is because Michigan State will the guys that are that are left swinging are, you know, are playing hard. I don't blame the players. The players are playing hard. I think that they'll they'll be amped up. They've got 
nothing to lose. I, th- I think they'll give it a battle. I don't think it'll be close for a quarter. Um, Michigan's going to kill us. And you know what? Like Ryan said, two years ago, we had Coach D on the pod talking about one of the most epic games ever in the rivalry. Um, and I literally would consider putting a house payment on Michigan to cover 24.5 points. That's how sure I am that they're going to win that. They've smashed the spread in the Big Ten games after we mocked them for good teams win, great teams cover. Yep. They've absolutely owned, again, the dregs of the Big Ten. Trying to but, get a little reverse jinx going But here. Michigan State is also the dregs of the Big Ten. Yeah, so about cellar dweller in the Big Ten, um, without a doubt. Um, all right. right, we'll get it back on the hardwood. Outside of the Big Ten, uh, we've got the Duke Blue Devils and Florida State facing off. Um, should be well, a good a big one. game. Yeah, yeah, I'm going Florida State, though. I, I, I think if Leonard's this, not back, yeah, I don't. Florida I think State's been really year, well right this now. This is their year to win the ACC. They've again. scored over 30 points in like something like 12 straight games or something like that, I think. Yeah, they're playing good football. Yeah, I'm going to go Florida State uh, as well. A rematch from last year, Tennessee-Bama from that epic game in um, Knoxville. I think Bama gets them back. I don't think Tennessee's that good. Bama almost blew the 24-6 lead the other day, but they didn't blow it. Um, yeah, I think Bama gets. I I just haven't seen anything that great out of Tennessee yet. They they kind of scraped one out against Texas A and M last week. There we go. Maybe there's your next coach, Jimbo Fisher, right, oh. buddy. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Bama in that in that rematch from last year. Two NFL games. Lions cardiac kitties. We'll discuss them later. Um, playing the Baltimore Ravens. Win streak continues. Six and one line. I just don't see anything right now. I mean, I watched that whole uh, game yesterday and like good. outwardly cheered. Beat their ass. The Lions' defense is playing really well. The offense is playing really well, as dinged up as they might be. Um, you know, maybe you get like Gibbs back to go with Reynolds, and it gives you, you know, not quite Montgomery one-two punch, but it gives you your one-two. Goff has got it to like nine different receivers yesterday. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm just not that impressed with the Ravens, so I'm going to go with the Lions to win that game, too. Sunday Night Football, this could be a doozy. Dolphins-Eagles. I'm going Dolphins, baby. Tua. I don't know what the Eagles were the thinking Tua yesterday, train. but Dolphins can score in droves. Where is it? Is it in Miami? Uh, or? I don't know where it is. I can't remember. I think it might be in Philly. Philly's the, the town right now with the Phillies upsetting the Braves, and, you know, you got the NLCS going. Yeah. Uh, part of me says the Eagles bounce back. I'm going to go with the Eagles to bounce back and win. I think it's going to be an electric game, though. I think it'll be a really good game. All right, that's week eight. Um, do the quick... Uh, yeah, now a word from our presenting sponsor, Team Anders Realty, will help you find the home that fits your wants and needs. And they make the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients for 30-plus years in the West Michigan area and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. All right, third down, mailbag, hodgepodge, Big Ten hoops previews. We'll let you get to the Big Ten previews in a second, but um, we got a couple. We're going to limit the Mitchapalooza because we got to give Ryan time for basketball. But we got a couple from Mitch this week. If you could make one rule modification to the NFL game, what would it be? Oh, I don't know. I think you should be able to... Re- can they review pass interference? Is that no, a- that was for a couple of years. They should they be able to do away. that. Like that freaking whatever that was like in New Orleans versus the Rams. Yeah, that was the whatever. impetus of it. They did it yeah, the next year because... Yeah, they should do, bring that. that back. But it was so, it was so bad, yeah. It, 
I kind of say the same thing. I said everything would be auto-reviewed real-time. I And I mean everything, not just turnovers and scores. And an eligible receiver would be my part two, would be made three yards, not one yard. In the RPO game, that's a ridiculous rule, and they hardly ever call it. And then they seem to call it at the most inopportune times. It's kind of like holding. Like every play is a hold, and then they only call it in the most inopportune times. So auto-review everything real-time. In essence, they are in college football. It doesn't disrupt the flow of the game. Get the damn thing right, especially yeah. with the refs screwing it up so much. And then I'd change the ineligible receiver downfield. And the second one, um, I don't think you're necessarily doing your Michigan State hoops review today. Maybe you are, but no. um, he had some excellent Michigan State hoops questions. We'll pick one of them uh, a week for the next few weeks. Is a Final Four for Michigan State considered a successful season this season, or is that the standard expectation? Um, I would say this season, I think it's an expectation. I think it's a realistic expectation. Yes. I think it's, yes, I'll answer that. this I, way. It's, it's hard to do, but it's always the expectation because Michigan state's done it eight times under Izzo. So even in a year like last year, when Michigan state was good, not great. And we saw that they were that close to doing it. Had they won against Kansas State, they arguably probably they probably would have made it. Could have won a national. I team. think it has to be like a realistic expectation this year. I would say, um, you know, Natty is the expectation, but the Natty is just—it's just so. It's it so just hard. depends it on matchups. I mean, look at 2016 when Michigan State lost with Donkey Teeth to Middle Tennessee State. That was a legit national title team. Look at 2020 when COVID, you know, you know, fake Chinese virus. Killed the Michigan State basketball season. That's probably a championship type of year for Michigan State, but like you'll never know because look at Purdue last year. Thought that was going to be a championship game season for them. They were the number one overall seed. And they lost to fairly freaking Dickinson. So I would say for me, it is a realistic expectation. And yes, it qualifies as a successful season. I will be disappointed if Michigan State doesn't get to the Final Four with this team. Yeah, I would agree. All right, hoops. Last week I did Illinois and Indiana. This week we'll do a few more. Continuing letter order, but I'll probably do Michigan State last again like I did football. Um, the Iowa Hawkeyes, 19-14 um, and 14 last season. Um, pretty solid squad. Uh, lost in the first round to Auburn. They were on and off, 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 all season long. Um we all know Fran Kano can't coach defense. They can score. We know that. And they couldn't score in the NCAA tournament. That's why they ultimately lost. Um, this is Fran's 14th season at Iowa. Really? Wow. Crazy. 261 and 176. He's had success there the last few years, um, like in Big Ten play, but nothing really in the tournament um, as they've only gotten, I think, the second round is the best they've done. Uh, key losses. Lost Chris Murray. He was a first-round NBA pick. He averaged 20 points, 8 rebounds a game. That's tough. Both the eyeliner boys are gone, huh? Yep. Philip Rebracho was in college for 40 years. He's gone. Connor McCaffrey, also in college for 40 years, finally gone. Didn't he survive, God. like, cancer 12 times? No, that was, a, that was Patrick, oh, his brother. brother. Aaron Ulis, who was their, one of their lead guards last year, is transferred to Nebraska. I mean, he's suspended anyways for his gambling issue. Um, key returnees, Tony Perkins. Um, you remember that name? He's a very solid ISO mm-hmm. player. Could he be the next breakout guy? Maybe, but this is the guy I think should be the next breakout player for him. Bug Eye Boy, Sanford, 
He can shoot the dang he ball. He can. He doesn't shoot need to be too. Spread. He's kind of like his female counterpart there, Caitlin Clark. Yeah, he just gets hot. Can just turn that shoulders a little bit to the hoop and then bam. Yeah, he's a solid player. I, 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 he's on my watch list for Big Ten. You know, all Big Ten team. Then Patrick McCaffrey, I mentioned him a few minutes ago. He's back. Um, he's a nice player, good athlete, but he's been kind of dinged up the last few years. Um, so we'll see what happens. Fresh faces. Um, Sanford's brother's coming. His name is Price. He was a four-star guard. Um, he's apparently pretty solid, very similar player to his brother. Um, then a three-star point guard, Brock Harding, comes in, as well as three-star center forward, Owen Freeman. And then some guy that's not even ranked. I don't even notice his name. Laji Dembele. And then two big big, uh, big guy were, uh, transfers. One, um, Evan Browns. Um, comes over from Belmont, and then Ben Cricky from Valparaiso, um, six foot nine. He's he's probably the best of the two. Um, pretty solid player. Um, but you know, looking at Iowa's um, at their at their schedule, not terrible. Um, I mean, they do go to Creighton, who's a preseason top ten team, should be pretty solid. Play Oklahoma um, in their MTE, and then they always play Iowa State. They're traveling there, and Iowa State's been a tournament team the last couple of years. Um, so you never know what's going to happen in that rivalry game. Um, I'm looking at somewhere, you know, middle to bot like bottom third of the Big Ten, eighth to tenth. I don't think that they make the tournament this year. I think it's going to be an off year, um, and the McCaffrey hot seat actually might get warm for once because um, they always had the Fran fade in February, and I think this is going to be a Fran fade all year long. Um, not going to be their best. Kind of rough roster. They're always dangerous, though, because – they can score. I mean, they put up points. Um, they're always, always have been, always will be under him. But it's not, not a great roster talent wise. But we'll see. Um, that's the Iowa Hawkeyes moving to College Park, Maryland. Twenty-two and thirteen last year. Beat West Virginia in the first round, then lost to I think it was Bama. If I'm not, was it Bama? I can't remember. I think it was. In the second round, lost oh, yeah. twenty-two yep. and thirteen. Willard, um, this is his second year. Um, I think coach, he's a I like pretty him. solid coach. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like him. Younger guy. Key losses, uh, Don Carey, he was like an 18th-year senior from transfer last year. Um, he's gone. Then Hakeem Hart, who was also there for a long time, he's transferred to Villanova. Key returnees, Jameer Young, who was an all-Big Ten player last year's back, a little lefty guard. He's a nice player. Should be one of the Big Ten's best. Dante Scott, good Lord, how long have you been there? get out um and julian reese who kind of had a breakout season last year is kind of a weird player can't shoot worth a lick but really really good rebounder um he's just an enigma he'll play really well then he'll be awful for three games so i think he can be really good though for them they do have a very 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 nice freshman class um this season it was fourth in the big 10 um headlined by deshaun harris smith he's a 6-4 guard from fairfax virginia four-star um, they say he's really good. And then Jamie Kaiser, another another wing. He's from IMG, four-star. Um, then a couple other guys, Jonathan Lamoth, he's from Maryland, um, three-star guard. And then Braden Pierce, seven-foot guard, for, or center, I'm sorry, from uh, IMG. Brought in some transfers as well. Made Trore, um, center depth piece from New Mexico State. Jordan Geronimo, if you remember that name, from Indiana. Um, kind of a small ball four um, Javon Bess, if you remember that name from Michigan type, can't shoot, but really good rebounder and athlete. Um, 
provide some energy. Then Chance Stevens comes over. Um, where is he? Where's he even from? I can't remember. From uh, Loyola Marymount. He's a, he's a decent player. Um, Local. Yeah. Um, schedule notables. Two tough ones. They go to Villanova. Villanova's going to be pretty solid this year. Then they go to UCLA, a future Big Ten rival. Um, but I think this Maryland team's going to be pretty solid. Um, I think they're going to be top five Big Ten team. <clears throat> I, I see them as the third best, to be honest with you. Um, right there with Illinois, I think we could interchange them as third and fourth best. I think they'll be an NCAA tournament team for sure. Um, you know, I, a top seven seed, I, I'd probably say six. Um, I, I'd say they have somewhere, you know, ten, nine, ten losses on the season. Should be solid though. Um, yeah, that's the terms. I'll do one more since it's coming closer. I'm going through this fast. The Michigan Wolverines. Uh, 18 and 16 last season, NIT lost to Vanderbilt. What a shame. Juwan Howard, fifth year, um, 79 and 48. I feel like he did most of that damage in one season, um, with mostly beeline guys. Um, he's actually out indefinitely right now. He had heart surgery. Um, so Martelli's coaching and probably is actually a blessing for Michigan as he's probably the brains behind the operation anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of key losses. Hunter Dickhedson, um, finally, thank God, he's gone. He was like by arch nemesis. He's gone to Kansas. Now they can hate him in the Big 12. Yep, gone to Kansas. And then Kobe Bufkin, who broke out last year, he's gone to the NBA. Jet Howard, um, I never thought he was that good. He's gone to the NBA. Greg Glenn, he was kind of a, a depth piece for them. He's gone to Tulane. And then Isaiah Barnes, another depth piece, gone to Tulsa. Key returnees, Doug McDaniel, um, Solid point guard. I actually like his game. He's pretty tough. He's pretty small, but solid player. Um, Terrence Williams, I, I just say he's a key returnee because he's been there for 30 years. He's pretty terrible, actually. Can't shoot. Um, weird player. Terrence Reed, I think he has potential to be a solid player for them. He's Could a big fella. Mm-hmm. Um, good defender. Then Jalen Llewellyn, who blew out his knee um, in December last year. He's a solid guard, but who knows um, if he can translate his game to the Big Ten he was not good at the beginning of last year at all. Um, fresh faces, they only have one high school recruit coming in. His name's George Washington. It's kind of funny. Four-star guard. He's like a six-one shooting guard. That's really small. He's apparently solid, but whatever. Um, then Trey Jackson, he's from Michigan. He was at Seton Hall before. He's a 6'9", 6'10", forward. He's all right. And then Damari Burnett, he played at Alabama, came off the bench for them. Decent player. Then their their best head headliner um, in the uh, – Transfer portal, Olivier Nakamwa um, from Tennessee. He's a pretty solid player. Average double-digit points, like seven rebounds. He's a good four-man. Um, he's probably going to be their best player, um, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I mean, s- schedule notables. They play at St. John's early at the Garden for the uh, Gavit games. Uh, that could – Rick Pitino in the Garden. Um, they never play anybody. Good Lord. Um, well, that's, that's decent for them. They're playing the Battle for Atlantis, who has got some solid teams in there. Um, they play at Oregon, future Big Ten opponent, and then they play Florida in that Jumpman Classic in Charlotte. So some decent teams. Uh, but Michigan fans, I'm sorry to tell you this. This is not even me wearing green glasses. This is me being honest as a basketball connoisseur. You're not going to make the NCAA tournament for the second year in a row. There's no I, – I don't see a, a dog on your team, a, a leader. You don't have enough depth. Sounds to me like they got a bunch of fours and a couple of small guards. Yeah, they, I, I just don't – I'm sure they have, like, Olivier and and Doug, they're good players, and Terrace is a good player, but 
this is not a good team. I don't think they're well coached. I don't think they have cohesiveness. This is going to be a team that's going to go to the NIT again, and Jawan Howard's ass is going to be real warm. Um, mm-hmm. it, he's very similar to Mel Tucker. One flash in the pan, good year. Um, off off someone else's guy or off of one guy. Inarguable. I mean, he punches an opposing coach on national TV. Maybe it's not as bad as you know what Tucker Tucker did. But, Similar though. But Just again, idiotic. it goes to what what's the difference between Michigan and Michigan State? Michigan only cares about winning. True that. All right, that's my Big Ten for the week. We'll jump into some more next week. Nice. Good stuff. Um, Good homework. All right, fourth down NFL. Um, I gotta ask this: Is this the earliest the seventy-two Dolphins have been able to crack the champagne on still being the last unbeaten in the NFL? No unbeaten's left with the Niners and the Eagles it's crazy. off the off the list. That puts the Lions right up there at the top of the NFC. Pretty crazy. Jets first ever win over the Eagles in an inexplicable fashion. Jalen Hurts with a pick six that loses the ball game. Um, the Forty ers found out why you uh, hate to put it on a Michigan kicker. Yeah, I missed that two movie. in that game. Uh, Vikings were less gross than the Bears. I watched a good part of that game because the Lions were on later, oh, so I watched that. Um, the funny thing is is the Vikings, every single one of their games this year has been a one-score game. That was their story last year. They were winning more of them last year. The worst they've looked offensively this year are the two games they've won, which is interesting. That's crazy. Um, and Kirk's staying put. He's got a young family. He's like, I've got a no-trade clause. I don't want to be traded. You know, if you decide to trade me after the year, fine. But at least then I can move in the summer. My kid, my boys are in school or whatever. More He's power to him. He's a good man. Um, Bengals with two huge stands late to hold off the Seahawks, who love the 1 p.m. East Coast starts. There's something like 13 and three in their last 16 East Coast 1 p.m. starts. But Bengals are finally maybe starting around a little bit into form. That was a pretty hard hitting game. Um, Bills Giants was. Ugly last night, and fortunately, the, fortunately, the guy that got hurt yeah, for, he's the, okay. for the Bills yeah. is okay. You don't want to see an ambulance coming out of the field, which happened last night in that game. I'm trying to think of some of the other games. The Dolphins spotted a 14 nothing lead, and then just trounced the Panthers. Although I will, I will say that um, Bryce Young is looking better. C.J. Stroud threw his first pick, but he's Texans looking good. Are, Texans, are, Texans are they're decent. Not bad. They're hanging in there. Sounds like Richardson may shut it down for shoulder surgery for the Colts, and they got wrecked by the Jags just in time for Jonathan Taylor to come back. What like, what world is do we live in where Bill Belichick's the hottest seat in the NFL? Yeah, lost to the they're horrible. Lost to Brian Hoyer, former long long well, time back. He might be backup. the guy for uh, Garoppolo. Garoppolo he, had a bad he got a favorable he got a favorable injury report. I just saw in Fox. Oh, he's Sports, always so. hurt. Yeah, he is. But Hoyer is Rams like the, are three and three bounce forever, back yeah. season. Yeah. Eagles, oh, too bad. The the Detroit effing Lions have the tied for the best record in the NFL. We're here to stay, people. This is a, this team is for real. They've done it in every way possible. They've won gutsy games. They've blown people out. They've done it with injured people. They've won it with offense. They've won it with defense. They have a quarterback. They have a good franchise special teams. quarterback. They have great special teams. They have receivers that do the dirty work. Their line is fantastic. Their defensive line is good. Alex Anzalone is turned into Thor. These guys, they're so well coached. They play for each other. This play, they play like a good college. You, you team. said right there, so well coached. Something the Lions had never been in my entire life. Never had they been well coached. They're well coached. Like people were wanting to get rid of Glenn because the Lions' defense was pretty bad. Like at Process. the beginning of last year and the year before. Process. These guys all look at him have gotten better. Jared Goff cast for dead. He just needed to be coached. 
Like yeah, he's, put he's in a great become a, he and Campbell even said it, he's become a better, smarter football player in the last couple of years because he's learned. Like I watched it yesterday, probably four or five times plays blew up and he just threw it right at the ground at the receiver's feet. I'm not going to take a chance. And you look at a Baker Mayfield. Conversely, for Tampa Bay, he's still trying to make the hero throw and he's getting hurt. Like he's taking a shot to the forearm with a helmet because he's trying to throw a pass he shouldn't or he's thrown into triple coverage or whatever like that's why Goff went on such a streak because he just not that he doesn't make mistakes but he limits his mistakes he knows his his athletic limitations and he's got a bunch of guys and the Lions had some drops yesterday like I started to take notes about what the hell with the drops J-Mo had some more drops and then J-Mo made like a triple adjustment on the bomb oh, hell that was a great play um, they're selfless. The receivers block. Like you watch the blocking downfield, the the way Reynolds sprung Amonra for a touchdown with a just a great block. Um, the, the Lions are playing for each other. They're playing for their coaches. They have a hell of an offensive line that's got a ton of depth now because they've had some injuries there. So they're just developing guys that they can plug and play. They didn't really. Tampa's got a good line, so they didn't really get after Mayfield all that much yesterday in terms of sacks. I think they had one, one. but they, they had, some, they had a decent amount of pressures. Anzalone, yeah, went from being like, why the hell is he out there to he's a, he's he's a plus player. He's he was good. really good yesterday. Um, Barnes has been good at linebacker. Campbell's quietly a really good linebacker out there, too, because um, the Lions Jerry play a lot Jacobs of 4 Jerry Jacobs is kind of my unsung guy. He's playing phenomenal football. You know, and like... Hunter Kicker are both good for the Lions. Like the the Lions are just they're a good team. It's, a it's fun not team it's not that they're going to go sixteen and one and go to the Super Bowl. I mean they could contend for, because they're playing well enough. They're I'll tell they're, you this is a legitimate good team. This is a legitimate they're a good contender. football team. This is a yeah. th- this is not a this is no flash in the pan. They're they're fourteen and three in their last seventeen. Yeah, and, and Campbell started something like oh six and one on the road, and he's like four and oh, one. Oh, wait, I had, I had a good stat about him earlier. I need to find this. I found, um, but also, Goff in his last 17 games, 29 touchdowns, four picks. Yeah. Completed like 70% of his passes. That's like college numbers. And yesterday, he did it again. He just picked Tampa Bay apart. In his last 40 games. And a good Tampa Bay defense, I might add. In his last 40 games, MCDC, Dan Campbell, 28 and 12 against the spread. Nice. Pretty damn good. Yeah, the Lions, they're rolling. I mean, they're just... Thank you for saving my sports life. Yeah, I mean, they talk about a savior for... Never last year, thought. I was going to write them off because they picked Hutch, and then Hutch has actually been a, a really nice player for the Lions. Um, I still think he tries to do too much at times, but, you know, hey, he does. He's he's kind of settling in. He's learning. He's got a motor. He's got some good partners in crime there on the D-line. The Lions have just, like, they've kind of plugged in some good depth guys to overcome injuries. And it's next man up, and they're in the room in the line. It's it's an old. It's like the oh yeah whatever they're in the for but legit you can tell teams that are in it for each other and they're in it for each other versus some of these other teams that are not that are you know paper tigers. The Lions are legit now. Again, does that mean that they're going to win every game? No, it's not because the ball is going to bounce the wrong way. But the Lions also are do some good bounces after like the. Justin Tucker kick after all these 60 years, yards man. off the crossbar and and all the unfortunate ways that they lost very Michigan State of them. Um, it's fun to watch. Like I was actually outwardly cheering out loud for the Lions, and I haven't done that in a long time. Welcome back. Yeah. All right. 
uh, good stuff. Um, hopefully, it can continue it. Um, make us Detroit. Uh, Detroit's. I've, I've said it. Detroit how, deserves how it. How many times have I said it in a podium? And uh, Detroit's dying for a winner. And this is we're getting the, the also the fans, freaking phenomenal. Oh yeah, travel. The Honolulu blue awesome. and the noise in that stadium, crazy. That's uh, great. pretty special. All right, sprint time. Uh, all right, Michigan player, football player that you hate most of all time. Oh, man, this makes it really hard. All time, there's a lot of guys that are on that list. Braylon Edwards is on that list. Mike Hart's on that list. J.J. Oh. McCarthy's on that list. Um, Jim Harbaugh's on that list. That's probably the biggest guys that I can say that I Mine's Taylor Lewan. I hate that. Oh, Taylor Lewan, too. Yeah, that dude's a bastard. Let's round it up and give you Mike five. Hart. Mike there Hart's you. up there, too, yeah. for me. But Mike Hart, honestly, with his dumbass remarks... He turned it. He fueled the fire. He turned it. Most dominant MSU player in the Michigan rivalry in their career. Oh, another good question. Um, well, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, four now. that's what I said. Could walk the streets. Yep. Um, mid-season Heisman pick. Man, it's hard to go against Penix. I mean, he's he's just he's wheeling, my guy. Dealing. He, he, that guy is he's an absolute Williams is missile. <laughs> Fell off the schneid. I mean, he's just been crap lately. Um, you know, there's some good guys out there, but if it was right now, Penix is the best yeah, player in college football. I agree with that. Beer can or beer bottle? Man, you know, a lot of people say bottle. I honestly like an ice cold can. Oh yeah, I like an ice I'm cold can, can better. I think yeah. I think it tastes a little metally in the in the bottle. Metally in the bottle? Yeah, I don't know really? why. I don't know why. Yeah, I think it tastes fresher in the can. Yeah, Plus I like it's a can. Yeah. I like it in the can. Mountains of blue. All right, that is 144 of these. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. Let us know if you have any mailbag questions, any Big Ten basketball questions you want us to discuss. Um, coming up on that real quick. Um, but, yeah, we appreciate you guys, and uh, we thank you for listening as always. You got a quote for you this week? From one John Lansing Smith, he had this butte just a smidge over 18 years ago. In fact, 18 years to the day, Michigan State's special teams looked special, all right. The coaches sent him in. That's a dang coaching mistake. The kids are playing their tails off, and the coaches are screwing it up.